Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Ladies welcome gentlemen. to the Crack Podcast. <laughs> 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 oh man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crack Podcast. You're on with your host, Mauricio Muki Wilson, and I'm pleased to announce my two guests. <laughs> my two guests. Gentlemen, welcome to the Crack Podcast. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, welcome to the Crack Podcast. Oh, you with your host, Mauricio Mookie Wilson, and I love to introduce my two co-hosts. Let's give a big round of applause for Demarcus Beasley and the Bro. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that. Short, sweet. Short and so sweet. I hate it. I hate it. That's two weeks in a row. You've you done the same intro. Hey, listen, I'm going to switch it up again. I can't keep it the same, man. I can't get the same pass every time or play the same type of formation, man. It's too boring. We're not here for that, man. Blazing. I hope everybody finds us, uh, finds us well today. Um, it's raining cats and dogs here in New York City, and I'm glad to see that Bees is not in Houston, stranded with no water. Yeah, but I still don't have no background. <laughs> no background. And Gooch has switched up on us, and he has a whole new background where he's uh, flossing his um, All-American. So so same, same room, same background. Hey, is, that, is that one picture? Is that you in college or something? Wait, this no, one? the one on the other side. Yeah, that one. Was that, that one? high school picture? That one is college. Below it is Obama. Oh, yeah. You oh! Gotta throw that yeah. You, gotta, <laughs> you gotta throw that out. Hey, don't worry about that. Me and, me and Big B? Yeah, yeah, we saying it. <laughs> Well, well, bees, you got him beat. You have the current president that you know who gave you a coin or something like that. Yeah, that, he did. He did. I mean, Goose, you, you were you there? You met Biden, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. He took he, he took cool. us he toured us around the White House. Yeah, yeah. While Obama was doing something, uh, I think he had some other meeting. He was uh, finishing up, so I, I Biden took us basketball. around the White House. I bet yeah. if he was basketball, Obama would have cut that he meeting. Would have cut that meeting. <laughs> no, nah, it was cool. It was cool being in the White House to see them. I'm smiling from air to air. You know, my Arsenal team is balling. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys and see your point. Your balling? Yeah. Balling? Really? What are they in? Eighth, ninth place? Yeah. Balling? You know I, balling? I said they are balling. Had nothing to do with the record. Had nothing to do with the They are playing good football. And we have some consistency. Our defense is solid. Um, our attack is still getting there. And our midfield is, is developing with my band Partey. <laughs> hey, but Mourinho had the best comment. When they yeah. were asking, you know, how you get beat uh, by Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. He said, I don't, I don't quote me on this because I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said, I don't look below me. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, I don't look down. I don't, I don't look down. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's a gangster comment right there. Yeah. Which is true. This is true. You know, and that's why we beat him up. And, you know, that's just the reality. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't give too much of a, a game, to be honest. I watched that game. I don't watch Arsenal very much, but I, I watched that game and it was time to Mookie's making me hate Arsenal. As much as <laughs> like, like I don't want to hate Arsenal, but he He's makes me. Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal fans are like Dallas Cowboy fans. It don't matter what position they in. It's like Philly, kind of, yeah, like Philly Eagles, just obnoxious. Yeah, they're always going to win. They're always going to go to the to to the final. They're always going to win three or four championships, three or four cups. That's the same with Dallas Cowboy fans. They always think they they have a terrible off season, a terrible season last season, and if they oh yeah now we're going to the ship. We 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 <laughs> we the best team in the in the country. The same thing. It's Arsenal funny you said that. Saying. I think we're the second best team in terms of playing football right. currently. There we go. Really, you know, yeah, but right. Team. Currently, currently you're the tenth best team in in the table. So let's let's just. Everybody has back. a pass, Gooch. We had a tough beginning of the season, but, but I'm oh, telling you, that's their current. That's their present, not their past. Yeah, but that's the, the past. <laughs> Got to stay for the tenth. You can't even say he's like. But you know, what's his, you know, I just want to let everybody know uh, our guest today is coach or former coach, Carrie uh, Taylor, who was the first women's assistant no, coach. No, 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 no. She wasn't the first. In USL. She was, was not not the first. She was in this current era USL, but like not the first in USL. Can you explain that? So the, there's well, another there's era. One before her. The former era USL. Yeah. yeah. 
apparently. Okay, so 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 Kevin Taylor is a, a a coach who coached um, at a San Diego Loyal, who uh, when the team first inaugural season was appointed assistant coach by Dan and um, Dan and Donovan, and uh, but so much things to learn from her um, in terms of across the board, her experiences and what she's accomplished in the U.S. landscape. So it's definitely an exciting person to have on, a lot to learn. Um, but back to Arsenal. You saw they, 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 I don't know if you guys realize, Goots, but um, they benched my captain, uh, Obama Bloodclad Yang, um, <laughs> for coming late, not to the game, but to a, a pre-meeting before the game. And, you know, it's an important game, rivalry against Tottenham. We need every point. And for Arteta to have the balls to bench this person, um, you know. The captain. Huh? I said the captain. He's the captain of the, captain. Of the squad. And, and he gets paid over $300,000 a week. So you got it. So your owner wants to know what the hell is going on. Um, Gooch, would you bench your captain for coming five, 10 minutes late to a meeting um, prior to the game? The important game that you 200%. Made. And I salute Arteta for that move because it sets a precedent, right? Just, just because you're the captain doesn't mean you get uh, treated differently than somebody else that, you know, was on the bench or, or what have you. It sucks. And everyone wants to say, oh, you know, he was just a little bit later. He's the captain. We need him. Great. If he felt the same way, he wouldn't have been late, um, in essence. But what if – but happen, things happen, right? And – if he's, does it matter if he's a half an hour late or two minutes late? Late is late. Late is, you know who said it? Uh, Coach John Ellinger said, if you're on time, you're late. You have to be, yeah. early, you have to be early to be on time. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I remember in college, I got to, uh, we had a game in North Carolina and we were taking the bus from Virginia and I got there five minutes late and the bus left me. Right. <laughs> I might have been five minutes Jamaican late. It might have been like 15. I might have say 15, 20. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You probably say, yeah, right downstairs, right downstairs. You're but, still, but, you're still but, in the room. But my problem was that there was a reason for that. The, the time changed, and, and this before Twitter. There's always, um, always a reason and an excuse. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so the mean time that. changed, and nobody, let me, nobody um, informed me that the time has changed. And, and <laughs> how, I, how old were you? How old were you? How old were you? Our, I was probably maybe 19. And you, got, you need people to give you a text to tell you that the daylight savings? Nah, and it, no, it's, no, the time changed, meaning the time we were leaving, right? Say we were supposed to leave at 1 o'clock, um, uh, 1.30, leaving at 1 o'clock. And, was, and for me, well, how, obviously, my I question was is, how come everyone knew for you? Because for me, I was trying to run across campus to take care of some things that had nothing to do with soccer to try to get Lord. back to the bus while everybody else was yeah, that's early that's waiting around. Yeah. And, well, I can't, you know what? I can't even – I can't forget because I, I got to – it just crossed my mind a story about me and uh, being late uh, with the national team before a World Cup qualifier. And I won't go into detail details, but it was. Go into detail. Where are we right now, Goose? <laughs> go into detail. I need names. I, 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 I need the crack, man. I need names. I need names. Details. I can't. Accomplices. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll give you a compliment. So it was me. It was Clint. Ma- it was me and Clint Matthews, basically. Uh-uh. And I think it's some other some other people that uh, that wasn't a part of the the, the squad that that uh, that week. But anyway, long story short, we went to – we was in New York. And the next day, we were supposed to leave to, you know, to qualify. Was, I think we were going to Grenada or something. Grenada, how, how you say that? We're going there to play. And, you know, we had it set up that the bus was leaving at, you know, say, I think maybe noon. So, you know, Clint and I, we went out went, to, went out in New York City. He showed me around. That's the night I met Leonardo DiCaprio. He's in the same spot that, you know what I'm saying, that uh, we was in. I'll never get this story. Obviously. And uh, so – Clint Mathis ran so when, so when it happened, yeah, Clint Mathis was a legend on off the field. He ran. But, uh, so how it happened, how how it happened was the time the time of uh, our the bus that was leaving changed. Oh, so you, it wasn't you, noon. You threw in one of Mookie's excuses. Yeah, so, but, <laughs> no, but they changed the date. They, I mean, so they changed the time of us it happens, the Gooch. hotel. No, they changed the time for us leaving the hotel, and we didn't know about it because you know they were texting everybody, so they thought you know it's easy. Everybody's in their room. Bruce, Bruce is a coach. Everybody is in a room. Pam texts everybody and said, hey, we're leaving in half an hour. And me and Clint, we're still in the club. <laughs> we're still at the spot. And we like, you know, we was like, oh, man, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then we had a, uh, like, a short meeting. And, you know, we went downstairs to uh, where everybody's getting ready. And Bruce is like, where, where's, where's Bees? Where, <laughs> where's Clint? 
And we're like, ah, oh, and you know, everybody's trying to say, oh, they're in the room, you know, just bring them down, blah, blah, blah. And Pam, bless her heart, was trying to, um, was trying to help us. We're like, you know, you know, trying to stall to get more time and access where it's at. And we jumped in a taxi and headed right to the airport. I mean, to the I hotel. This. I this. And then, uh, but Pam was like, no, 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 you know, and obviously uh, Bruce got pissed and he heard about what happened and why we wasn't there. So Bruce was like, yo, just tell him to meet us at the airport. So we got to the airport as me and Clint sit by ourselves. We got there before the team. And uh, Bruce walked by and he's like, let me talk to y'all. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I don't, I'm not, you're going to come to the game, but you're not playing. I'm not going to play you. You, you know, you disrespected the, the, the team. It doesn't matter if we change the, change the, the, the time or not. You guys went out before like two, I think it was like three days before we were about to play. Um, before the game, when you guys weren't supposed to, you guys should have been in your room resting, all that nonsense. So long story short, again, uh, I, we had like the, 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 um, the veterans of the team, they, they went and talked to Bruce and like Bruce, cause I was supposed to start. And they went to Bruce and like, Hey Bruce, it was like Claudio. I think Burhalter was there maybe. And some other, some other the older guys. And they're like, Bruce, I mean, Hey, we, 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 we want bees to play. We need bees to play. Cause this is when I was playing and starting and, and scoring. And they were like, I know he, I know he, he effed up, but you know, we need him to play. Can you, pass us off they you know maybe they do a fine or whatever and then but we need him to play and start and long story short I talked to Bruce they said he did the players vouched for me to play I ended up playing I ended up having to what about to make, Clint, Clint I, no Clint didn't play <laughs> <laughs> Clint didn't play and uh but I went and I had to um I, I had to use all my you know game bonus money or whatever for the charity of you know my choice so that was that was great in, in that. But yeah, that was a, <laughs> I remember that story with me and Clint going to New York because I met, for one, I met Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I met it was him. worth it? And two, no, it was definitely not worth it. <laughs> it, was not, it was not worth it. Because, because it was before a qualifier. You know what I'm saying? We're in New York. Was, it, was the charity of your choice at the Marcus Beasley Fund? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to be, the, the Beasley National Soccer School. Gooch, I, I think I think I was there that night, man. Leo was. You might have been there that night. Yeah, I, I, I think the club was named Sway. But listen, we ain't gonna talk about that. Listen, so, uh, I saw an article, Manchin um, Gladbach, a team in Bundesliga, the U23 coach recently. Um, he got in some trouble in the game and he was suspended. And uh, I guess the Bundesliga gave him a punishment. He had to, I think it was like fifteen hundred euros was his punishment for his. Um, his, his mannerism on the sideline. And also they told him that he had to coach the U23 women's team for six sessions. Don't you think that's kind of um, disrespectful to the, to the women's game? I mean, to, to, to act like that's a punishment is to go coach the women's team. Was, uh, it, the, was it the U23 team? Yeah. Yeah. So did they say it was punishment? Did it, well, it's, it was part of his his discipline was to. They, they use. Hey, I'm, I'm with you on that. They use the word punishment. Who did that's, the, that's, the club or the FIFA? Well, the you know the the I club didn't do it. It's, 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 it's not the FIFA, but the federation in Bundesliga who put out the sanction, who put out the the, the discipline, said that it's fifteen hundred dollars fine, fifteen sorry fifteen hundred euros fine. Plus, you have to go. Do six sessions with the women's team, like a criminal, like a criminal has to do community service or something like yeah. that. Exactly, <laughs> basically. And wow. I tell you what, they said that they um, called back for a, a response after you know the article came out about punishment, and they they re they refused. So they they don't care that they, they don't value that it. word. Yeah, they well they don't care that the word punishment was used. used. I think yeah. that's what they they intended to to be. And yes, yeah, one percent disrespectful, sexist, any other any other word you can you can use because I think football is football, football is football. you know, you know, and if, if the coaches, if he was, you know, I think that he was uh, unsporting, unsporting behavior towards referees, then he's get his fine and, and whatever other fines you should have. But to, but to put, but to say that as punishment is coaching women's foot soccer. That's just, that's disgusting. For me, that's in my, my opinion. It's ignorant. It's tone deaf. It's everything. It's all, dumb. All, it's just dumb. It's stupid. And yeah, I, I don't even, I don't know who even approved that message to even go out into the world. <laughs> that's ridiculous right now. Ooh. I don't know. It's dumb. It's silly. So it Point shows like you how far, uh, how much more um, that, you know, European countries, 
particularly Germany, has to go in terms of how they treat and value uh, the women's game, and uh, at least at a club level, as we should say, you know. But somebody who's definitely been fighting and been a leader in the women's game in this country is our next guest I want to bring to the room. Let's give a big welcome and much love to Coach Carrie Taylor. Good morning, you guys. Hey, Carrie, good morning. Nice, nice to meet you and Gooch, good to see you again. Um, Damn, she got the professional setup with the microphone. Yeah, she does. I like well, that. I, I, I like that Peyton in the I background. host my own. I host my own. You like the my poster? You make it look bad. Yeah, so, we, we, lose, we lose it in life right now. That, that, that's all right. So that poster was from the Women's March in Washington, like right after Trump won and everyone was totally pissed off. So I got that. Somebody handed it to me. I rolled it up, put it in my suitcase, took it home. And I was, that's like literally my favorite trinket that I've ever gotten because it, it meant so much nice. and it was just like a powerful moment. So thank you for liking my poster. No worries. No worries. Carrie, when we get off of this uh, podcast, I'm, you're going to have to hit up Demarcus Beasy and teach him how to put together a professional. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, at, I'm at my mama house. So y'all got to cut me some slack. Mama, big shouts to mama bees. I do. I do gotta say, I do like your banner too. Uh, my uncle went to Michigan. Oh, cool! So I, I know. I know you're from Flint. I know you're from yep. Flint. Uh, my yep. uncle went to Michigan, so he's he's all ready for the the March Madness. Yeah, and, you know, he loves Jawan Howard. And Wh know, so when he, was he there? Do you know ooh, what years? Man, I want to say I, I don't remember. I want it's definitely in the in the nineties. Okay, the 90s. I, I, I'm old, so I was there ninety through ninety four when the Fab okay. Five were there. So yeah, he was there then. Yeah, it was okay. awesome. Okay. All I right. probably partied with your uncle. I might have said. Probably did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, 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 he's not shy about his, his, uh, his drinks. So <laughs> that's what's up. Well, well, listen. Are, are you currently in Michigan right now, uh, Carrie? No, I'm in San Diego. So oh, got, got some here. sunshine going on. Well, I, I want our listeners to know that uh, Carrie was uh, the first appointee by Mr. Landon Donovan when the franchise. She's a firster, right? The first team. Um, and she, uh, she was appointed assistant coach of the men's USL championship team um, down in San Diego. And that's how we got myself and bees. I know we, we first uh, heard about you, but your story and your soccer legacy uh, travels all the way back to Flint. Travels, and yeah, all the way back to Flint, Flint town. I'm a Flintstone. Flint hey, listen, Carrie, I'll be honest with you. Before we talk about soccer, I, yeah. I wanted to talk about a little bit about Fab Five experience in that time. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. You know, how cool that was to be on Michigan campus when the whole world, because myself, you know, I was in high school that time and, uh, you know, all my shorts were baggy. I had black socks playing. Yeah, on they, changed, they changed the culture. Changed the mm -hmm. culture. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about um, the impact on campus and, and yeah. kind of how it changed the parties. Woo, yeah. So I was a sophomore when they came in and I mean, talk about like vibe and hype and just swag. I, yeah. it, it was unbelievable. And I had basketball season tickets, um, 91 and 92. So, wow. I mean, the guys were there like two years, but the excitement that they brought to campus, the competitiveness, the just like, we're going to shock the, like their mantra was, we're going to shock the world. And yeah. it, it was, it was unreal. And I remember like vividly, I think, I, I don't know which year it was, but it, they went to the playoffs in Kentucky and they won and like the guys were up on the the scores table like yes. doing the cabbage patch yeah, and yeah. everything and i was like oh it's on and it and it was just it was so much fun and then i also remember like the crushing heartbreaking when weber called the timeout and like crazy i was de i was devastated cuz uh, truth be told my soccer number was 4 chris weber was 4 I remember watching that game and we're all playing a drinking game. And every time Chris scored, like if you had to pick a player and every time your player scored, you had to take a drink. So oh, Weber cool. was mine and then he messed up. And I just remember, like, I was literally crying when, when that happened, just because, wow. you know, as a student, you got so into it and, and it was, it was, it was amazing. And, you know, Jawan is the head coach now. And that, that to me is so special because, you know, 
he might have come to a couple of, the, of our house parties. So I, I remember, you know, being around him a little bit. But his big thing was he you always got, wanted to actually to try to stay politically correct. I, I might. <laughs> I, I, might, I, might I, was gonna, I was going to ask you how many points did Chris Weber score that day? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I, I think I think a, a few because yeah. I think I was a little little buzz. But um, but Jawan Jawan was always just the level calm one in the group. I think of the Fab Five, and his big thing was and like Gooch. I know you did this as well. He went back and finished his degree, and because he made that promise to his mom. Right. And, you know, now he's come full circle and he's, you know, he's coaching at the, at the school that he had such a big impact on. So I have the utmost respect for Jawan Howard and just what he's been able to do, you know, as a person, as a basketball coach, as a human, I think his son now plays for him as well, which that would. I'm so glad you brought that up because recently Jawan had a little controversy and you as a coach, I wanted to, uh, Uh I want you to chime in on that. Uh, Jawan. Obviously, he was coaching Michigan University. I forgot who they're playing against. And there was a controversial call, and Javon was Jawan was animated. <clears throat> and the opposing coach kind of, like, rushed towards him. And Jawan, who's from Chicago, was like, listen, um, I don't care where I am, but if somebody's going to rush towards me, that's to I have to be going defense mode. And he kind of obviously overreacted and – and uh, it, was, it was the teammates trying to hold him back because he really wanted to understand from the coach's point of view uh, what exactly what he was trying to do. But in saying that, um, do you have, I know you're a very intense person and very competitive. Do you have any, um, have you had any, any altercations or any um, moments on the sidelines with the opposing coach? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. You can take the girl out of Flint, but sometimes you can't take the Flint out the girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, from a coaching perspective, you're human still, yeah. you know, and while you're trying to embody all the leadership qualities and you're trying to, you know, hold it together for your players, like, yeah, there's times where, you know, I've, I've been called a soccer mom I've been called like Ooh. who's this who's this B thinks she is you know Ooh. like I've been from Jeez. from coaches and you know sometimes I've popped you know something back at them sometimes I've talked to the referee and said like yeah, yeah, Let, yeah. let's get a handle on this but yeah. I had a situation I was coaching a youth game and it was a, it was state cup finals and a coach basically verbally attacked me and I just told the referee what he said and he actually threw the coach out but it took it took a while yeah um but he he removed the coach and you know like you're you're trying not to take the uh take anything away from the game or the team but you know again we're all human and the same thing on the soccer field there's times where where like there you just somebody hits a trigger and you're going to defend yourself or you're going to stand up for yourself. And we all should stand up for ourselves um, at different times, but you know, fight or flight. Yeah. 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 I I think, yeah, everybody has that line, you know, it could be family. It could be some, you know, race, obviously, Mm -hmm. but everyone has that line where, okay, if you go past that, you know, there's always, you know, you can, you know, you can talk shit, you can, you know, say things about them as a player or whatever, but there's always that line of when you cross that, then, yeah. There's no there's some more sports. Bees, what's, <laughs> what's the line, Bees? What's up? What's your line? Yeah, mine is family and race. Mm-hmm. You can say something about me, how you know I, I I sucked as a player, I'm skinny, I'm bald-headed, any of those things. I, you know, cool. That's you know, that's, that's banter. You know what I'm saying? All, all, the, all to, those truths. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, anything like that, I'm cool with. You know, you keep it into in, in the game, but once you go to family and race. It's a wrap for me. It's you know, yeah. soccer is no more in the in the conversation. Yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. So Gary has a has a Sasha fierce side that uh, that comes out every so often. I see on the sideline. Sometimes, yeah, it, it can happen. It can happen. So oh, and I just I just got confirmation. My my uncle was there eighty seven to ninety one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he might, y'all might have, you know, yeah. had some parties and when he was a, a upperclassman and you were coming in. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. 
Please yeah. leave it alone. Your uncle's married now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I was trying to, I was texting, I was texting my uncle, so I had to cool. connect the dots. Yeah. yeah happy no, that Michigan stays in Michigan. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. so you've been involved at every level, it seems. Youth, uh, mm-hmm. club, college, mm-hmm. professional. Now on the executive, I mean, you've been in an executive side before now. Um, what's your favorite role? Ooh. What do you what do you feel like you you know kind of resonates with you best because you've done it all essentially? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And I think um I think it's evolved as I've gotten older, to be honest. Um, you know, being on the field, impacting uh people uh through through coaching, you know, on the field um has been a, a big part of my life. Like I've co- coached youth, I've coached high school, college. Um I enjoyed the college age group for quite a while. Um, so that was, that was impactful. Now, um, now I've kind of realized that the grind of being on the field day in and day out, it's kind of, I've reached kind of my quota on that. Um, I'm involved with, you know, the Jamaican women's national team, which that, that type of, you know, you go into a camp here and there and you're, you're training for big events periodically that, that, um, is is enjoyable but as far as you know one of the projects that i'm working on now kind of being more of a um you know uh leader project manager front office type um person i think that's you leaving the field i I will be well i'm i'm not necessarily well no i have like three jobs so (laughs) you're you're a footballer Um, that's all right yeah you're coaching jamaican you're consulting jamaican national team I don't know if you know about Jamaicans, but we, we have 10 jobs. So yeah, <laughs> well, well then, then I, I must have some Jamaican in me somewhere. Um, but no, so the project that one of the projects that I'm working on now um, is to create and get sanctioning for an additional women's professional league in the U S so it would, it'll sit underneath NWSL. So sort of like the USL is to MLS. So that, that project at this point in my career is, is really, really resonates with my heart and what I, what I want to do to help grow the game for, for women. That's, you know, that's, that's great. I mean, wow. I can't believe I'm just, I'm just taking in all the things that you just said that you've been involved in. And uh, I think that's incredible. Uh, you know, how hard was it to start off a professional team in San Diego? And also how did you go about getting the job? And as well as, even, you know, feeling confident that you can um, coach on that level um, in the men's side and feel that you'll be received by them as well? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So um, how it came about was uh, like rewind three and a half years ago. Um, I was working um, on the MLS project to try to bring an MLS team to San Diego. And that's kind of how I got connected with Landon. Um, I was working for the ownership group that was kind of putting the the money forward and and we so we worked like side by side for two and a half years and whatnot um that project failed um it was very heartbreaking and i think i had some ptsd from it but um then the usl project came along and landon was like hey like do you want to help out like i love your help and so i was really reluctant at first to get like back into something. Cause I was, I was kind of thinking like, what if this fails? Like, I don't want to go through it again and, and mm. whatnot. And so, um, you know, he, he and I always kind of bounced ideas off of each other and, and, you know, he would ask my opinion on things. And through that process, one day he called me and he was like, Hey, what if, what if I hired a female assistant? And at the time I didn't really want to get back into coaching, but I blurted out, well, I, I, well, why don't you consider me? And then, nice. um, then nice when she said she wasn't even thinking about it, I wasn't, yeah. even, I, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking about it, but it just like came out of my mouth. And, and then it took like a couple months. And one day Landon like was like, let's go to lunch. And so we went to lunch and he asked me if I wanted to be his assistant. And, um, you, you know, I, I'd coached men before I'd, I'd, um, started a division three soccer program, um, at the college of Mount St. Joseph in Cincinnati. And, you know, so I had coached 18 to 22 year olds, uh, men before I had never coached professional men. Um, but 
you know, soccer, soccer. And I think if you know the game and you can communicate information and you can be real and authentic with people like players, the players responded fine to me. Like I had, you know, I still keep in, in contact with a lot of them. One of them, we actually might sign for the new project um, with Stumptown. Scalping and players, just scalping players. Scalping play- <laughs> well, hey, they got released. They need a place to play. So um, uh, they can come to Fort Wayne. I'm just yeah, saying, you know, I'd yeah, be, there yeah. you go. There you go. Or, or bees, you could come out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> More like Gooch. More like Gooch. Yeah. So, you know, as far as being a woman coaching men, um, it, you know, it, again, soccer, soccer. And I was up at, in NorCal at a path to pro event and I coached a women's team and a men's team at, at that, you know, player camp or combine or whatever you want to call it. And, and honestly, I think the coaches and like sometimes outside people have more problem with, with a female coaching men than the players do. And that, you know, yeah, what, you say, what, football, what can you football. do? Football you know, football like football, right? Yeah. You, have to, you have the knowledge, no matter you know, your gender. Uh, I yeah. wonder to bees and Gooch, have you guys through your travel ever came across um, a woman's coach in inside of the game or within your club? So that's I what have, makes it so I, special, I, right? I haven't, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't personally, um, definitely not in Europe. So um, I think we have to credit Landon for having the idea. I thought it came from the ownership group, or I thought maybe you, you're just the best candidate, right? Um, but Landon specifically wanted to hire a woman's uh, assistant coach. Did he explain to you what was his thought process and what inspired him to do that? Um, I really don't want to speak for Landon on the, on that. I don't, you know, I can't. No, I thought he might have told you maybe. Well, I, I think he had just, we had worked together for so long that we had built up some trust. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it was, it was, you know, t- to his credit, he does think outside of the box on some things. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it was, I think it was more the fact that um, he had seen my work, he had seen, you know, how I carry myself, how I deliver information and different things like that. So, I mean, no, I, would ho- carry- I would hope that, that I was like, qualified as a coach and less well, yeah but initially you said that he gender. initially you said that he wanted to hire a women's coach and then you was like what about me yeah so so i thought that maybe yeah. why why was he specifically um yeah i didn't i didn't yeah. honestly ask him why he had that thought yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. He's probably probably going on the whole diversity train and like trying to make a be more inclusive in, in some respect because nobody else at that time, you know, although she wasn't, I don't, I don't believe you're the first female, but I think in this current era, you're the first female yeah. coach in the USL. So at that point, there wasn't, there wasn't any kind of visibility of, of female yeah. coach. Which is brilliant, right? And, and it's historic, you know? Um, and, and that team was a pretty good team that was put together. Um, did you have, what was your relationship, your ties to San Diego prior to that? Um, the, the city. Well, I had come to San Diego to work on the MLS project. Um, okay, you, I, so you actually went there to work on it, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I, I was up in Orange County area and um, work, working at a youth club up there. Mm, oh, okay. Came down to San Diego. And I love San Diego. Like, I really don't ever want to leave San Diego. Is, is that nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> how, how involved were you in building that, that roster for the first year? Like, uh, Very. So, you know, we we announced that the team was coming in June of 2019. And then, um, we, we hadn't decided on whether it was going to, whether we were going to play in, um, 2020 or not. And then our owner said, yeah, let's do it. So we basically put to put together the team, um, from, I want to say like October (laughs) to, to uh, January when the camp started. So, you know, I was, you know, Landon would send me a group of players and I would watch film and go give like my feedback of, yes, I like this and this player, or this player does this, or this player's body shape is, is poor when he receives the ball with his left foot or, you know, just different little things like that. So, um, you know, we, we had the, the paper on the wall and writing, you know, the depth chart and who could play where and all of that. So, you know, I'd like to think that I had a, a big, part in it and you know as a as a startup team um you know our philosophy was one that like we weren't gonna 
like get a big star to come in and carry the team. It was more about just building a good foundation in year one and um, guys who, who fit into the culture um, and, and trying to, you know, not put the expectation of like, Oh, we have to win in year one. It's like, let's get the culture right in year one and then build on that. So, you know what I always wondered? I mean, everybody knows of Landon's reputation as a player. Does yeah. that translate in any way as a coach? And don't don't try and be nice or PC. <laughs> like, first of all, this is a crack, right? This we, is the crack. We air everything out. And this for better or for worse. Yeah. Is he a great coach? Is he an okay coach? Or is he, you know, just a he, face? He's he's a very good man manager. Um, Nate Miller, who is now the associate head coach, Nate and myself to a, to a smaller extent, um, actually ran the practices. I mean, Landon was there, like he's, he's doing individual coaching. He's, you know, addressing the team, um, as, but as far as like putting together the training sessions and implementing the training sessions, um, at least last year, I can't speak to what, what's going on this year. Um, that was, that was more, um, coach Miller, myself, um, and our, our goalkeeper coach. Answer is he was the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but, I mean, if I would, I, I would say just to his, I wouldn't say credit because I don't, I've never seen him as a coach, but I'm saying because when we were, when we were growing up, man management was was everything. I mean, when I was at Rangers, Walter Smith, one of the greatest managers in in, in world football at, at Rangers, uh, he was a man man. I would we would never see him at training, right? You know, I would never. Ali McCoy. Yeah, but and you're, 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 talking, you're talking about a level of football where. But no, no, I'm just talking about the. You have so yeah, many I'm coaches. Level. I'm just talking about that's what he. Oh, the kind know, of what he probably knows. Yeah, that's because that's been that's what that's what I knew. And not a lot of coaches that I had were you know tactical when I was growing up. You right. know, were, were tactical and obviously Bob in Chicago, but it was different. You yeah. know, so I I can kind of understand where that where he would get. Well, he would relate to that yeah. kind of coaching so, more so than the tactical part. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? Let me ask you guys this. Like when you guys were on the national team and Bruce was the coach, he wasn't running the sessions, was he? He was uh, like Bruce overseen was, or Bruce was a little bit of both. Yeah, he ran the jumping. sessions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he, ran, yeah. he was a bit of both. But uh, I, I think Bruce is known because he is a good person manager. Right. Okay. But he yeah. did run sessions as well. Yeah, I, that's I mean, interesting because I always wanted to know this about Landon because nobody even knew he had interest in coaching until it was announced he was the head coach. So well, okay. to, to be honest, I don't think he, I think he, he, didn't he, he uh, even realize it. So didn't, didn't he uh, hire himself? Because he, <laughs> yeah. he was the, the general manager or the sporting director or whatever the, his role I mean, is. that's that's job security, right? Yeah, right. And then he, <laughs> then he hired himself. He's like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be the coach. <laughs> he's going to get no ideas about you. Oh, no, I'm going, no, no, no. I ain't touching that. He was looking know. at all the lists. And he was like, you know what? I'm the best qualified for this right now. <laughs> I'm just going to put myself down for it. <laughs> so, so now that we're in, you know, we're speaking about San Diego and uh, some of the, the the good times that you had with the with the club and starting it and and you know really having that foundation and the culture of the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what made you leave? Uh, what made you kind of change your mindset about okay you know this is not for me I want to I want to go to something different. Yeah, um, great question. Uh, I think I think we all know um, being in in football for as long as all of us have been that sometimes all that glitters is not gold. And, um, you know, that what is portrayed on the outside to the public might not necessarily be the same on the inside. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, when ideas or core values or culture is, is, is off, I don't want to say wrong when, when that doesn't match, um, sometimes it's best to just like not continue. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one thing that, you know, I have like young coaches sometimes reach out to me and they're like, I'm in a club, but I don't feel good. I don't feel that I align with what they're trying to do. Like something's off. And I encourage, I encourage people to like, you know, you know, if you're in a, in a situation that might not be for, like a hundred percent for you. And like, sometimes you have to have courage and you have to, um, 
be okay with, with taking yourself out of that situation. Yeah. Um, or, or sometimes that organization might take you out of the situation. So when there's, you know, sometimes some conflict, it's okay. It's okay to say, you know what, like this, this isn't working or this isn't for me or it's time to move on. So. So it wasn't a club that let you go. It was you who decided on your terms that this wasn't for you and you, you wanted to move on. Or was it mutual? Um, I think it was more of a mutual situation um, in some ways. So, yeah, I mean, every, every experience teaches you something and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade what, um, what that experience at Loyal afforded me. Um, it's definitely prepared me for wonderful things in my career it you know i was able to use my skill set to help the club and help landon and and help something grow um but yeah some 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 again all the glitters is not gold that's a good i'm curious because from an outsider all right and i'm going to speak from like the fans perspective or people that are associated with the club it's you know landon donovan you know headlines uh Carrie Taylor, female first assistant. Then they're making all this splash when the whole uh, homophobic uh, mm-hmm. stuff was said last year, and they seem like this club Perfect. or, or they, they're so woke, right? Um, I need to understand because that looks. I mean, it's glittering, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is gold. Uh, yeah. Without getting too deep into the the weeds, you know. Yeah. What, no, no, no. What? Get deep in the weeds. Get deep in the weeds. <laughs> All right. Get deep in the weeds. Get that weed conversation. Get that weed whacker out. Um, <laughs> what 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 wasn't what was the falsehood behind what they're showing? Is it like that's just two-faced? Is it like they're showing a perspective of them that's just not even real? Um right? yeah. So I can only speak t- for me. I can only speak for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> And, and what kind of how, how I felt, how things were with, with my situation, um, you know, they said they wanted a, a female coach. I'm a strong personality and I'm going to tell you what, what I think I'm going to give you my opinion. I am going to fight for what I believe in. And sometimes it was, you know, not, it was received as, well, Carrie's aggressive or Carrie's hard on people. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to keep a professional standard here. So if somebody is not doing their job, I'm going to hold them accountable. Well, you know, I also have to look at myself and I think I've had growth, you know, from this experience that, you know, not everybody thinks the way I do or not everybody works the way I do. So like I've had to work on my, myself to say, okay, maybe I need to deliver information to staff in a different way. But, you know, there's, there's a difference between talking the talk and walking the walk. So, you know, it, and it's not, you know, I, I don't want to say it's just with, with San Diego, like, you know, with the whole black lives matter thing and all of all, everything that's been going on in our world and, you know, our presidential to me, you can't just slap on a t-shirt and be like, yay, I support this. Like you have to try to live that in everything you do. And if you don't, you're full of shit. And like, like, honestly, that, that hacks me off to no, to no end. So, you know, yay, it's great. Everyone's, you know, suddenly everyone's putting on t-shirts and selling black lives matter merchandise. Mm, Talk it, talk girl. So, no, <laughs> like, no, don't do, you know, like, don't, don't be a culture vulture. Mm. And, you know, because you're in a Latino community, start selling Dia de los Muertes shirts and have an English guy being the model. <laughs> like, hello, hello. Like, are people that dumb? No. Well, is this, is this what you expressed to them and they were like oh she's aggressive she well no, no, this this, 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 after. After. this was after, oh, after. Okay. but but this but this speaks to bees how i am like if yeah. there's a situation and you asked me my if landon asked me my opinion i didn't care that he was landon donovan i told him what i thought like yeah. i was i was definitely not a yes person and there are people out there you know that hold famous people to this standard and 
are like, yeah, whatever you want, whatever you want. And like, you don't want those people. I don't want yes people around me when I'm mm, put, putting right. together my, the, the women's pro league. Like I want people to tell me, Carrie, that's a stupid idea. Why don't you think about this? Or yeah. you haven't thought about that. And, you know, that's it, what you pay for. Yeah. That's your job title. Right. Right. Be, right. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it, it takes two people to interact. It takes two personalities to interact, you know, but when, when there's situations where like a male coach gets his contract in two weeks and a female coach, it takes two months to get the same contract, Ooh. there's a problem. And when that problem's called out, then sometimes there could be an issue. And so it's, did you feel yeah. you were hired just as a, like you said, a look and checking a box. Yeah. Checking a box. And they didn't really expect you to be so wise and so aggressive. And that's what really, um, made them so vulnerable, made them so insecure. Again, I, I, I don't know. I can't yeah, put yeah, myself yeah. in, I can't put myself in other people's shoes. I, I mean, again, you know, I, I respect Landon a ton. Um, you know, we, we are friends. Um, some, but sometimes maybe friends shouldn't work together. I just had a, a quick, 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 cause you talked about a little bit about the values of, of the club and it didn't really align with what you thought of or what, or what you were about. And I went, I did, I did a little data. I went to your website and, and your personal values, your core values is respect, hard work, diversity, excellence, and honesty. So my specific question is if you can, if you can speak about it, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, what was that value that you saw that didn't align with what you, what, what you valued? Because you said, you know, yeah, you went to, you kind of went around it, but I was saying like, what was exact? If you can speak, if what situation what happened, he was like, you know, what? enough is enough, man. Yeah, because I mean, you know, because you know, values are important for a person, for a club, yeah. for an organization, for everything. And if, and if you're not, you know, if you don't feel that, if you feel okay, we're supposed to be about this, 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 and this. Means name, well, name, name the values. Her value. Well, this, these are Carrie's. Yeah, yeah, from my website. He's, yeah, he's Googling website. me. Yeah, yeah tell me. <laughs> respect, respect, hard work, diversity excellence and honesty mm. so those were those are our carrie taylor's core values so i just want to know if, there, if she can speak on it if there was or which value did they say they were about and they weren't yeah she, you, yeah this is a good one <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, you got five honest, options. what's that you got five options i got five options <laughs> i got five options I think, I think it boils down to, to honest. I think it boils down to honesty. I think mm -hmm. it, I think if, if someone, so let's say if I'm being harsh to someone, if I'm being too hard on somebody in the organization and my boss sees that he, that person should come to me and go, Hey, Carrie, like maybe you need to work on your communication or, I have a problem with what you just did there and not let something fester or not let something not be dealt with because it's just like a relationship with your wife or husband. Like if there's something bothering you, you can't let it, mm -hmm. you can't let it fester. You can't let it continue to build because then at some point it's going to blow up. And, you know, that piece of, we, we have to be honest first with ourselves and then we have to be able to be honest with each other and that honesty and communication it's hard in business it's hard to it's hard to critique people it's hard to have tough conversations and you know sometimes people aren't necessarily prepared to to be a, a, a manager of people and have those tough conversations sometimes it's, Oh, well, yeah, we're just going to move on. We're not going to, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. And, and that that's not healthy. That's not healthy for anyone. Um, so again, you know, any sports organization, you, 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 you set these core values and you set your mission, but you can't just have it painted on the wall. Like you actually have to be intentional about working with the people in your organization to, to go through of like, what, what does, you know, excellence look like and how do we achieve excellence or what does respect look like? How do, how do we learn to respect each other and learn to, you know, have honest, constructive conversations. So, you know, 
that's, it's not just within San Diego loyal. It's, it's within any sport organization. Like you, you have to be able to, to, to walk the walk and I'm, I am definitely not perfect. I've made a ton of mistakes in my career. You know, I've been a club director and tried to set culture and core values. And, you know, I've, I've learned really tough lessons along the way. So, um, you know, again, no, no one's perfect. (laughs) It's interesting because you you speak about, I mean, if you want to sum it all up, lip service, right? Words versus actions. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about communication, um, and you hear, you know, the, the saying communication is key. Communication is key. Uh, personally, I think comprehension is mm. key because you can communicate all you want. If the person doesn't understand it, it's not resonating. It's just mm-hmm. talking to a wall. Right. Yeah. And I think that's how a lot of people, um, find they're miscommunicating with other people and mm-hmm. miscommunicating. They're just not taking the time to actually yeah. comprehend what's being said on both sides. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting that, you know, that side of the, the five values, I'm sure there's more, but that's the five, that's the one that you, <laughs> wanted, to, <laughs> you wanted to touch on right there. I, I would actually probably, I don't want to speak for you. You don't have to respond yes or no, but it sounds from what you're saying, a little bit of respect might've been, been missing. Um, you highlighted the example of, you know, a male coach getting his contract in two weeks versus a female getting hers in two months or something like that, yeah. you know? So there's a, there's an element of, of respect as well that, that could fall under that. I'm not going to speak for you. This is my, yeah. And you know, I think that's something that, that, you know, I don't want to speak for you guys either, but that's, that's an element of, you know, being, um, being either a woman or a person of color within life and within sports, it's almost like you always have to continue to fight for respect. And, you know, I'll, I'll share a story. I was in Charlotte this past weekend and I was uh, picking up boxes from the soccer office and I'm picking up the box and this guy looked at me, he's like, Oh, are you a soccer mom? And I was like, (laughs) um, no, I'm actually like, you know, the operations director for this professional club. Nice to meet you. And, and like fired sometimes, sometimes people don't understand the lack of respect that, that they put out there. I think it's, you know, uh, people have blind spots and they don't realize sometimes, you know, if someone goes, Carrie, don't take that so personally. Well, you know, what is that? Like, that's, that's, I can't tell you how to, how to receive it either. Right. Right. And so like, there's, I think like respect, yes, is a, is a big thing. Um, that is consistently, you know, if you're, if you're different, you have to consistently prove yourself and you, you have to like, um, you, it's not like I can walk into a room and people automatically respect me. Whereas, you know, I'll be honest, Landon walks into a room and people automatically respect him. So it's like, there's- Yeah, but he, he earned that as well, right? Because when I walk into a room, I'm not gonna give the same respect Landon's gonna give. And unfortunately that's how people, they judge. And, and you know, you, you have the situation where people are celebrities and stuff like that. So I definitely understand what you're saying, but- Yeah, um, you know. but, but so, but here's my, here's my point. He walks into a room as a coach and they automatically respect him. He's coached one year. I've coached <laughs> since I was 15. Yeah. I have an A license. I've coached college. I've coached professionally. I get called a soccer mom and I have to prove that I know what I'm doing and that I can say, you know, here's what I need the wingbacks to do, or here's the run that I need you to make versus you're a professional player and you've, you've done amazing things and scored goals in world cups. That's great. But does that make you a great a coach? coach. A coach yeah. Yeah. No, but, but I, go ahead, Gooch. No, no, I said, no, I was agreeing with it. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I totally understand that. And I definitely, um, you know, I would love to know how did your experience at San Diego Loyal help you transition into what you're doing currently now and the success you have now? Um, yeah, I mean, A, it taught me it taught me a lot about myself. I mean, I kind of did a deep uh, self-reflective dive during COVID and, and looked at, tried to look at my blind spots and, and tried to look at how can I become a better human, how, how I can interact differently with people. Um, it, it also, 
you know, helping put a, a club on the field with in like less than six months has kind of given me, you know, the, uh, uh, the mental, the, the skill set to, you know, help what I'm doing with in Stumptown AC with Nisa, yeah. you know, like we're, we're literally the coaches there now, you know, I'm, I'm online, like doing contracts, doing this here, you know, we, ha- I was in Charlotte last weekend, we had a tryout, you know, he flew in the day of, I had everything ready for him. So like that whole, having gone through doing tryouts, you know, for a professional team here in San Diego, having gone through, like, this is how you sign players. This is how you, you know, do the, you know, TMS online for players that played over overseas. So it's really prepared me, um, and, and given me a good, uh, a better skill set um, for actually, you know, not less coaching and more, logistics and, and front office type stuff. And I, and I'm continuing to learn. And then with the, you know, the new women's pro league project, I think I'm trying to rely on all of the, all of the roles that I've had in my life to kind of, to utilize those skills for, for that project. And, um, you know, super exciting trying to be, um, talking to all these clubs across the country. There's a real interest in, in having a division two women's pro league and, you know, just super excited and honored to, to actually be the one, um, you know, helping, helping drive it. So. Dude, she's first in everything, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's, she's the real deal. Honestly, you're the real deal. And I, oh, thank when, you. When the announcement came out that you were, and actually I want to know like how involved Nisa is, but when you were taking taking part of this new women's league, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like we have the MLS, we have the USL, we have all these yeah. opportunities on a professional level for the men's yeah. side, but then the women's, they have the NWSL and then everything else is like semi-pro. Amateur, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think this is unbelievable. And I know that from the the female community, it's it's like, it's made the chatter, right? Everyone's talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Even right. even from uh sorry, Gutch, I didn't mean to cut you off. Even from our club, um, we're we're gonna have a women's team um, starting this year. Yeah, we're having a women's team starting I'm this year. I'm calling you. I'm calling yeah, call, you. Yeah, call me. Call me. <laughs> we're having a women's team uh, this year. Uh, it's amateur, but we have talked. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully next year, uh, we'll, we you know we want to be in the you know the WS uh, UWSI um, in in that league. So uh, we not at quite the NWSL. Um, you know, that level yet, but we're definitely, you know, bees, we're going to, we're going to talk. We're going yeah, we to talk. We're, we're going to get, we're going to get you, uh, going on this. And yeah, for sure. Cause we're going to have, um, they're going to, you know, our, our, our women's team is going to, uh, be the same as our men's. They're going to, you know, everything that our men's have, our women are going to have the same, you know, there's, there's no, there's no difference. There's no, uh, only thing different now is they're going to be amateur and, and our men's team is going to be a, a step above that. But as far as how we treat them with their, what they will have access to everything will be the same on both on both sides. So I'm really excited to start our women's program. So it's just gonna be gonna be uh, gonna be nice. Really yeah, nice. that's great. To, that's great to hear. How is Nisa involved? Like, is it gonna be? I know it's a combination of both leagues, but is it gonna end up being Nisa Women's Professional League or like how? Yeah. That- so um, basically, the structure. Is, so I work for. Um, uh, club nine sports, which is like a sports consulting agency. And they, they, you know, run Nisa. they have people that run Nisa and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's basically an alliance between Nisa and UWS. Um, but it's the, the pro league is going to be an entity that stands all into itself. Um, so we'll be, we'll be launched in a new name, a new logo, all of that in the near future. Awesome. And, um, basically the alliance piece is that you know let's we're it's open to anyone so it doesn't matter if you uws team a wpsl team whether you're a nisa franchise that wants to add a women's side whether you're a non-affiliate you know a us hey if usl club wants to wants to put a a team in like we don't have any problem with that usl might but that's not my issue to to figure out so you know, it's open to anyone. It's not like we're just taking UWS franchises and moving them or clubs and moving them up. Um, it's, it's open. Um, Nisa's relation is that, um, we're, we're going to kind of model our season around how Nisa does it. So like the fall to spring Mm -hmm. with the championship at the end of the spring, um, we've, we've learned a lot of lessons. We've kind of modeled our, 
um, operating budgets off of lessons that NISA's learned. So it, it's a lot of sharing of information um, and different things like that. And, you know, the hope is, you know, again, the, the, the women's league will be open to anyone, but the hope is that every NISA team eventually has a women's team as well. That, you know, like that, that type of even Mm -hmm. equitable, like you said, bees, like what the men's team has, the women's team has. So, you know, that it takes money, it takes extra time and investment, but, you know, imagine having double headers and you can cut down, you can share office staff, you know, you can cut down some of your costs. You can have back-to-back training. You can have, you know, your teams traveling together to, you know, from Indiana to Detroit to go play and, and just really have that, that overarching, you know, more club atmosphere and you know you you mentioned gooch that there's chatter among the women there should be like if you think about it there's only 10 professional women's teams in the entire us 10 so there's over i did some research and if you total up division one two and three college programs there's over a thousand and it's like and that's not counting junior college or naia programs like there are over a thousand women's college soccer programs like where do those women go right they they go overseas or they go to the 10 teams or they play in the women's amateur league and you know like i when i graduated from michigan there wasn't a pro league i played women's amateur and you know i would literally get in my car and drive to chicago to play a game you know scraping together pennies for gas money just because i still wanted to play and and you know that it's, it's time. My, my shirt says the future is female, you know, like it's, it's time. And the, you know, if you look at the, the purchase power of women, like women hold the purchase power in, in, you know, everything they they spend the money, they spend the money. Like, let's be real, whether you're gay, straight, whatever, like the women spend the money. So like, why are we not having more women's sports? Why are we not having, why aren't sponsors investing more money in women's sports? Like why aren't women's sports on TV more? So I could talk about this for hours and yeah. hours yeah. and hours. Yeah, that's your passion. But, you see that you're passionate about it and, and as you should be, but I think this is fantastic. You know, as you said, there's only 10 professional teams and I don't know, some teams are falling off, some teams are being added, et cetera. So I think yeah. more access, more opportunities is great. What were you going to say, Luke? I'll just say, listen, the future is female, but more importantly, the future is Carrie Taylor, right? There you go. <laughs> you know, so, so Carrie, I mean, you have, uh, you, have, you have so much for our listeners to keep up with you. So can you please give a, a little info on, on how they can follow you? And also, can you please plug your fantastic podcast as well? Oh, sure. So my podcast is called Women Talking Soccer. Um, you can find it, I don't know, on all the podcast things. I, I'm just the talent. I don't do any of the other <laughs> stuff. I just, I'm just talking to them. So you, are you telling you more like Landon Donovan um, of the podcast where you just come in? And- well, on, on, podcast, on podcasts, I am because I don't know Spotify and YouTube and all that stuff. I, I'm whatever. I have, I have a producer that does that for me. Um, but the podcast is in conjunction with a group called Women in Soccer. Um, that was launched uh, just this past fall. Uh, it's a free online kind of connected like LinkedIn type thing for, for women. So you can check out Women in Soccer. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I think it's C, maybe CR Taylor 4, underscore CR Taylor 4, whatever. I don't know. You can find, I mean, B's just Googled me and found my website. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, no, I did my homework. I did my homework. No, that's, no, that's okay. Yeah, you can, you can find me. You know, there's, there's articles out there. My, it was so funny. My, my, uh, my boyfriend's mom the other day said, I Googled you. I didn't, I didn't know you like did all this stuff. I just thought you were like coaching kids. And I was like, yeah. That's how, that's how Mookie is with us. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, I just want to say thank you so much for making the time. But same time, same, I would like to also invite you back on to kind of follow up on the progression yeah. of the league yeah, as, well as, sure. the, as well as the club and the many other things you're going to get into. But your, your family of the, of the Crack Podcast. Oh, thank you. So, so uh, and, I'll, and I'll again, guys, um, keep spreading those core a, values a too. sticker. I have a sticker for my podcast. So I'll get there your, you your addresses you and I'll, cool. I'll send you guys a little, little swag from cool. my podcast. Yeah, no. And I want to, I want to say thank you to to all of you. Like, you know, just 
for all the wonderful things you guys are doing within the game and just as far as you know your lives being spent in the game um and and being amazing people um and and just you know thank you and it's it's great to be it's finally great to yeah, meet you i've heard i've up. heard a, yeah. i've heard a lot of things about you and, <laughs> and all good all good um but, but no it. so just you know it takes good people like all of us just to kind of cut through some of the bullshit <laughs> to be honest and so you know just just keep doing awesome things so i appreciate all of you as well thank you we appreciate you all right take care carrie all right thanks bye 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 there you have it then carrie taylor you know, I went, when i went to her website you know it was she's a she's a writer she's a coach she's a mentor now she's a I mean, she's a director she's in she does it all i mean literally she she's done it all and she's doing it all so yeah. for women for 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 the sport in general for for just soccer in general what she's doing is is uh it's pretty amazing so we're definitely gonna watch out for carrie and see what she when she comes up in uh in the future definitely gooch please take us away well i don't even know how much i can say after everything carrie said i mean big 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 ups to her and what she's doing with the women as she said women are the future um hopefully men can trail in behind somewhere around there but uh i don't know catch us next time follow us subscribe like comment all that stuff so we can continue making these uh these uh unfiltered podcasts and, and shows that y'all love all right and b peace. what we gotta say i gotta say peace <laughs> <laughs>